On today's episode... One of the best things about my job is I never know what's going to happen that day. Yeah. You know, I never know what's going to come across my desk. I love that. That that magazine that we oh, yeah. you know, had to throw together, a 140-page mm-hmm. uh, perfect bound magazine, basically in 24 hours. That, yeah. was, that was pretty amazing to pull out. And we are about to go postal <laughs> with uh, Cam and Ryan. ASAP, a Strategic America podcast. And this is the theme song. And we don't have much time, just need it ASAP. Okay, thanks, bye. Welcome to another episode of ASAP, a Strategic America podcast. This is Casey, and I am here with Cameron LeClaire and Ryan Kroll. They are production, senior production senior, managers, yes. magic makers. They make everything happen. Without them, we would just have files on a computer. And they would go nowhere. <laughs> so <laughs> so thank God for them. And so for me, what you guys do is every weird idea we have, somehow you have to figure out a way to make it happen. Yes. Is that what you feel like you do? Yes, I do. That's do you exactly feel like what we do. Do you feel like we're crazy, but then you just accept it? Yes, accept it. And, we enjoy and, the crazy, though. Yeah, you do seem to enjoy the crazy. We embrace it. Yeah. <laughs> and you want to get crazier sometimes, too. Yes. So that's fun. Cameron hit the table. Sorry. (laughs) She's a little squirmy. (laughs) So I appreciate you embracing the crazy and you stay on the cutting edge of the crazy that's going on. Like when we go to paper shows, it's if you ever walk around with Cameron at a paper show, (laughs) everyone's talking to her and it's kind of nice because then you can just get the swag and move away. But it's bananas. Does that happen to you too, Ryan? I've just witnessed No, people just talk to Cameron. I'm not as approachable as she is. (laughs) I just stand there, arms crossed. Yeah, yeah pretty much. It's like, give me your sample. <laughs> I but love paper. I love paper. love paper. I love paper like nobody's business. It's your business. <laughs> it's my business. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you guys get into this business? I worked, I started at a printing company in San Francisco. It was a temp job in the office, and they printed business forms. And it was during the time when computers, personal computers were becoming in vogue. And mm-hmm. this company I worked for, although it had been in business since 1906 and was a stodgy business form company, they decided they were going to buy a compu press, which is a press that would print the continuous feed letterhead. Oh. And people would come in to the office and want to order the letterhead, but they'd and they'd have specific PMS colors, Pantone matching system mm-hmm. colors. And the people that worked in this company weren't familiar with them and didn't really care much about them but I did yeah because I like color as well so <laughs> I became the person that those new people that were having the letterhead or business forms whatever it was on their continuous feed letterhead and I kind of fell into it that way and I've worked for printing companies and graphic designers and so you started my whole in life. San Francisco yeah and you had told me a story when what was going on an earthquake or yes, something and eight, you had to go to 89 on- the earthquake happened and the printing company was south of market in San Francisco, and everyone else that worked there lived across the bridges, which were not operable at the time. So my brother and I rode our bikes down to the south of market area and checked on the place, our, the printing company, because they have cats. And they also had big rolls of paper oh, that yeah. 
so we wanted to make sure the cats were okay and weren't, you know, it was it was pretty scary. Yeah. We went and the cats were fine and we rescued them and then we kind of secured the building as well as we could. Did you take them on your bike? Yes. Oh. And we had carriers <laughs> attached in the... <laughs> On the back, yeah. That's my, cute. My brother's real good about things like that. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? How'd you? I actually started, I kind of fell into the whole thing. I started with, a, it was a part-time job. I was going to work days and go to school at night. And I got a job as a delivery boy for an ab- advertising agency in West Des Moines. Um, this is back in the days when you couldn't transfer stuff over the internet because there oh, really yeah. wasn't an internet. And so I was delivering film to print houses and VHS and beta tapes to um, TV stations and cassette tapes to radio stations for all the stuff that we produced. And I don't know if you, I don't know, you guys are probably too young to remember but back in those days like downtown was flooded with like king delivery service and priority express and metro messenger and all Mm -hmm. that stuff and i was driving around in a 1971 turquoise blue vw van and uh is that why you're so much on me carved the vw yeah i've always loved vws so yeah so that was kind of how i started and then uh after a couple couple years of doing that um our receptionist at the agency quit and they asked me if i wanted that job and so i cut my hair and got a pair of khakis how long was your hair uh, it was probably just past my shoulders. Okay. I meant about your length, about really. My length. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I sort of you worked got a my thick way. Head of hair, though. Yeah, I, bet I know it was. It was, it was, it was like beautiful. an excuse to cut it because it's. It, I used to get headaches every morning from combing all the like the <laughs> yeah. tangles out of it and everything. And then I just put it in a ponytail. Condition it. Uh, I didn't really know like that kind of thing back then, okay. so not really. <laughs> it would have helped with the tangles. It probably yeah. would. Yeah. <laughs> if you in the future really... want to grow it out again. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. We'll see. Um, so then I just kind of worked my way through different positions in the agency. I worked in the accounting department. And I worked in, um, went and did traffic for a while. And then I started uh, into production. And then I actually moved out of production and was in account services for a few years. Really? Yep. Oh, and that's, I did not um, know that. Then I got out. Of, I decided agency life wasn't for me, largely because I was in account services and that wasn't really my thing. <laughs> I went and worked for a printing company for about seven years. Um, and then I... Jumped completely out of the industry for a year, realized that I missed it, and then I came here. So that was kind of That's my crazy, career path. guys. Yeah. That's amazing. So you guys both kind of just know every single angle from the agency. Yep. You yeah, know how to. That's how you're so good at dealing with all of us crazies mm-hmm. and making our things happen. Yeah. Well, it's the, uh, so the crazy is kind of what's is the fun part about it, really. Yeah, that's kind of what is. I missed when I was out of it was like yeah. the pressure and the craziness and the every day is different. You know. Yeah. That was. That was uh, Were you working in insurance when you left? I when I went for, went for worked for a printer for seven years and then I went and I decided to go try my hand at uh, at a financial institution. Mm. And okay. uh, I, won't, I won't. You say just missed who. the crazies. Yeah, it was too stale. It yeah. was like, it was just too repetitive and too stale. And I just, it wasn't for me. You belong awesome. with us. That's what I say. One of the best things about my job is I never know what's going to mm-hmm. happen that day. Yeah. You know, I never know what's going to come across my desk. I love that. That's, yeah. 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 And I never know what you guys are going to figure out too. So that's right. interesting too. When like I come to you and it's like, what can we do? And you're like, well, here's this and this and this. And like you pull out all these samples and it's like, mm-hmm. whoa, they know what to do. Even mm-hmm. if I barely say anything, you're like, wait. I've got all these things at my desk and you get taken out to lunches and the swag because everyone knows you got to keep on their good side because they're making things happen. So take them out to more lunches too because they they bring your stuff to us and we do it. Yes. So more lunches for these two. I'm on board with more lunches. (laughs) (laughs) 
So what do you, do people kind of, because I have a problem, people don't really understand what I do, even though I explain what I do, and it seems like, how do you not get what I do? Do people understand what you do that don't work in the industry? It's difficult, and I often explain it as we are the liaison between the account service and the creative team, and what they both create and dream up, we Mm -hmm. make happen, is how I explain it. I recently was married and my husband is was in the industry. So he totally gets what I do. So mm-hmm. I can go home and just unravel to him about yeah. my day of frustration or my day of joy or my day of, you know. Yeah. And he gets it. And that's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> do people understand what you do when you tell them? Some people do if they if they care enough to listen long enough for me to explain it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Um, I don't think people that have never worked in advertising really fully understand what we do. You know, it sounds yeah. kind of like a purchasing position, I think, to people outside of <laughs> yeah. of the industry. And there's a lot more thought that goes into it, yeah. I think, than that. So, Definitely. Um, but yeah, and um, Ashley sometimes understands what I'm talking about. And sometimes I have to explain it a lot, and, you know, <laughs> but she's never worked in the industry either. So. Yeah. Do you remember the first project you worked on, like doing kind of what you do now? I remember the first project I worked on when I worked first started working here, mm-hmm. one of our nation national companies that has uh, branches in different cities around the U.S. was getting into the plumbing industry, and they wanted to promote that with handing out plungers. Oh. So I needed to order a thousand plungers. <laughs> Where does one order a thousand plungers? Well, I luckily had Googled, and I found a place. <laughs> so I had them shipped to the vendor, and I didn't think about it, nor was I told that they weren't assembled. What? So they had to assemble the stick onto the plunger part, and they already knew they were going to put labels on them and ship them out to all these different mm-hmm. branches and centers. And, um, yeah, so that was kind of a surprise. Plungers. Yeah, a thousand. thousand plungers. Mm-hmm. Wow. Welcome. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Strategic America. <laughs> it doesn't even sound that weird. Really. I mean, it's just... Do you remember, like, one of the first projects you worked on? Uh, here or overall? Just I, um, overall or here, whatever. Man, I don't. The Cameron's story kind of reminded me of one I did where we had to do, it was, a, it was a big three-dimensional mailer, so it was a big corrugated box. And the company was, this is back very early internet and interactive days, and the company was a piano company that, that had a computer attached to the piano, and it would teach you. So it was like a music teacher built into a piano, and it uh-huh. was going to be the biggest thing. And so um, we were trying to do, I can't remember what the thing was, but basically the whole thing was we're going to like pump up your sales or something like that. And so yeah. we had to buy like basketball pumps, you know, <laughs> yeah. and put them and hot glue them into these boxes. Oh and it was gosh. a big, we had to get it out. I think it was an end of the year project and it was a big push to get it out by the end of the year. Um, and it was like a thousand of them. And I still have a bag full of a thousand uh, pump needles. So if anybody ever needs a needle, this <laughs> we is, might this, we're talking, this is 25 years ago and I still, it was like a <laughs> lifetime supply of pump needles that I still have in my garage. The crazy but, thing is we were just hot gluing a project I know. like a few I, months ago. I wish we did more of that. I love that. That's yes. one of the funnest things when you get everybody together and everybody's kind of assembly line and trying to get yeah, stuff out the door. Yeah, it was fun. We did. Well, you were hot gluing. You're a man in the hot glue gun. It was industrial. I know my way around a hot glue gun. <laughs> that was obvious. <laughs> yeah. um, do you, what's the most stressful thing you've had to deal with, or is it the plungers and the <laughs> pumping? For me, it's dealing with things out of my that I can't control, like the U.S. postal system. Oh yeah, you know they. And you are a master at the U.S. Postal System. Well, though. thank you. You I, have I, a certificate. I do. I am certified. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and I. You're still. 
I still, it's, you know, different post offices have different regulations and rules. I can get away with mailing certain configured mail pieces in one post office and not the other. It's just, it's, yeah, crazy. Yeah. Sometimes the postal carrier will return mail that's not supposed to be returned, which causes havoc. And they people don't understand the system and how it works. And they mm-hmm. want to know why this happened and how could it happen. And, you know, it's... Demand answers. Right. Yeah. And there aren't really any yeah. answers. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to happen. This is my answer. <laughs> what about you? What's Yeah. I mean, similar to Cameron, it's a lot of times things that are out of, out of our control. But um, it just anytime something goes south. Yeah. Is, yeah. You know, it's just, it's like, and I try to focus less on you know, what happened or whatever, but try to have, let's fix it first. And then we'll, 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 once the smoke clears, we'll like try to figure out what, you know, what happened. But um, that's, that's the biggest stress. I mean, obviously we're used to being under tight deadlines. It's kind of what we do. And even um, as automated as everything in our world is becoming, people are, there's so many people touching things and presses break down. mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's, you know, it, Last night at home, my internet wasn't working and I had to do things. And I'm like, what Mm -hmm. am I going to do about this? And I just didn't. I'm like, do I have to go to Panera? I don't want to go to Panera. (laughs) I don't want to be that person. Do I need Mm -hmm. to go back into work? And then I just lost my mind and unplugged everything like they always say to do and said, I don't know. And then (laughs) plugged it back in and it worked for a while, but it wasn't working again this morning. But oh, no. I'll unplug it again. Yeah. It'll be fine. I'll clear my cash. There you go. <laughs> yep. Reboot and clear your cash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so everything will be fine. Clear my browser history. That's probably the problem. Right. <laughs> um, this could also be the answer before with the plungers and stuff. It seems like it, but is there a weirdest project you remember? I had a project that I came in about a quarter after it had been started. And it was at the Iowa State Fair, and it was for a client, and they wanted a giant corn dog, and it's uh, where you take a mallet and hit the bell. They call it a high striker is the technical term for that. I had never (laughs) known. The person that purchased it bought it for children. It's a child. There's different levels, you know, like children for He-Man and that. Well, then we covered it with a corn dog, image of a corn dog, <laughs> and you would get a prize if you hit the bell. Well, it was meant for children, but these big, strong Iowa farm boys decided they were going to take their mallet and beat the kajeezers out of this corn dog <laughs> striker. And we were out there almost every day trying to fix it and secure it so it didn't fall over or didn't, you know. Yeah. It was a daily, daily, daily happening going out to the oh, fair to fix the corn dog striker. <laughs> What was it called again? A corn dog high striker. High striker. High striker is the okay. Yeah. Well, if anyone's <laughs> Technical interested, term. be sure you get <laughs> the right high striker. When we had a um, client that needed uh, those red glasses where you can see it blocks 3D? it. Well, it's like that, but they block out the certain colors. Red, red yeah. blocking. Red blocking. Yeah. And we didn't realize it, but to order so many of them, they all came from China. It was the Chinese New Year. And it was also the solar eclipse was coming up. Oh. So it was a, you know, and nail biter. And had the glasses for those, yes, too. Yes, yes. So that was another nail biter of a things that you don't think about. China yeah. closing yeah. down for weeks at a time because of Chinese New Year's gotten me a few times right. over the years. Yeah. Yeah. Is it really? surprising. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't realize how much stuff comes from, like, if you're doing a binder, all the rings come from China. Oh. I mean, there's so much stuff that just little components that you yeah. use that, that come from China. And the New Year, you they shut everything down. You guys have so many crazy things to deal with. Yeah. 
We used to do a lot of door hanger programs for our clients, but those created such feedback from client Mm. or from the people that were receiving it. Why? They didn't like people coming on their steps. They said that they had a delivery guy that what or not? A, I don't know what they call them, but the door walkers yeah. that, that walk the door hangers around and stopped and went to the bathroom in somebody's yard. What? And I mean, there's just been all sorts of crazy things that have happened with that. Oh and, my god! And uh, yeah, that's another thing that's out of your control. You yeah. can't. People from neighborhoods complain because they see somebody that maybe doesn't look like they're you know trustworthy or whatever in the neighborhood, and they'll call in and complain, and oh, then you gosh. have to follow up on it and find out what you know. And now they're probably posting on nextdoor.com. Yeah. Yep. Or or a stack of door hangers gets left on a. At a, on a park bench or something and blows oh. all over the park and somebody picked them up and saw the number and called in and complained about oh it. Oh my gosh. Those things were, yeah. We had a that. client that wanted to do post-it notes and put it on people's doors, like on they do on the pizza boxes, uh-huh. coupons. And we said, that's not a good idea. We don't yeah. recommend doing that. Oh, we want to do it. We want to do it. Okay, so we did it. Yeah. And we were, they had to buy people new doors. What? I mean, it was cr- because some of the heat, the depending on the, yeah, depending on the temperature of where the person was and, you know, it could freeze on there or it could, yeah, oh we they ended gosh. up buying a bunch of doors. That was a... You know what? Always listen to Cam and Ryan. If yeah. they say, let's not do this, just just Word of caution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, a, anything else? Any other, str- like, weird that, stuff? That pill bottle thing we worked on yeah. uh, a year ago or so now, was, yeah. that was a challenge. Um, we were trying to find a... Uh, basically, a, a you know those amber pill bottles, but like three feet tall. Yeah. <laughs> and so, just trying to figure out where I could get something like that. I mean, I was calling Hollywood prop uh, builders. Um, I was calling veterinary supplies because I thought, well, it, it, if there's pills that big, it's got to be like for elephants or something. Oh, like, if yeah. they even, you know, <laughs> I mean, I was calling plastic manufacturers. It was ultimately we couldn't find one that didn't have to be completely constructed from scratch and cost $10,000. So we had to go with a lot smaller one, but um, I exhausted every avenue I could. That's so smart though. Like thinking this is for maybe elephants. Big big (laughs) elephant pills in my mind. Like they're carrying this like three foot tall pill bottle to them. But no, that's not how it works apparently. (laughs) Well, we, we all learned something. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm not a doctor. (laughs) Well, I'm glad you're here and not a doctor. (laughs) Um, Before we go to break, um, we have a new segment we're calling Favorites, and because I know Ryan's super into music, has his vinyl collection, Cam, you're into music. You have an Elvis poster at your desk right now. I don't know yes. what's going on with that, but you have that. Yes. Um, so what is your favorite thing you're listening to right now? I have a new, I'm, I have a Spotify playlist. Yeah, what is it? It's um, called Cameron's Playlist. It's on my daughter's <laughs> Spotify. And um, when I first met my husband, he challenged me to, he's really into music, like really mm-hmm. into music. And he challenged me to add 10 songs every day. And that was really hard. And I yeah. was, you know, just had met him and I didn't want to, you know, put something crazy on there. But I did end up putting crazy things on was it. And he really liked like, it. What uh, you added? He, yeah, he wanted to see what you add oh, today. What did fun. you add today? Yeah. So we listen to that a lot. That's our favorite thing to do. What are a few songs on Cameron's playlist? Oh gosh, it runs the gamut. Oh, there's a new um a new ver- uh, new music. Well, it's not new, it's old. It's called Boogaloo. And it's um I can't do oh it. I can't I sing. We I can't. It's, it's Boogaloo mm-hmm. podcast because and it's, this is adorable. Yeah, Boogaloo is is is. It's kind of swanky, mid-century, modern, like dancing you just dance around. around your house. When yeah, it's going yeah, on? we All do. Right. <laughs> well, I do more than he does. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? Oh, geez, I, I listen to so much spinning. stuff. Well. 
probably the Grateful Dead. Um, mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of that, and they are constantly coming out with new releases from their vault. Um, oh, really? They recorded every show they ever did for you know 50 years or whatever, so oh. they're constantly releasing official yeah. releases. And so whatever they're putting out, I listen to a lot of... Uh, Soul music, old school and new, like uh, Black Pumas. I don't know if you've heard of them. They're a newer band. Uh, Teskey Brothers, another one that's really good. Um, I was in a big 90s kick yesterday, so I think my playlist was Jane's Addiction and Guns N' Roses. Nice. Um, so I kind of, all that's over how, the board, I'll get into old country sometimes. It just kind of depends. That's what I'm in now. I go into different moods. Yeah, it depends. With music. Yeah, I'll, so. And I'll go deep on it once I kind of get into that thing. Uh-huh. It's like once that earbug gets in it's like i gotta finish it you know and then i'll realize i'll get deep for too long and then i'm like oh you got to get out of this yep, exactly <laughs> your mind isn't right <laughs> i've been listening to a lot of waylon jennings mm-hmm. and willie nelson kind of oh, yeah. country stuff lately but before that i was on a wilco kick because we had gone to the show and i'm like well i'm listening to nothing but wilco for forever and then i'm mm-hmm. like all right come on yeah you gotta change it up yeah. every so while. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we're going we're gonna to take a break and change it up, and then we'll be back with more Cameron and Ryan. And this is ASAP. Love what you've heard so far on ASAP? Follow us on social media by searching Strategic America. You can also sign up for our newsletter and check out new blogs at strategicamerica.com. Now back to the show. Well, welcome back, everyone, and we are about to go postal (laughs) with uh, Cam and Ryan. So what's going on postal-wise? You guys are always Well, I was fortunate enough to attend the postal conference in Indianapolis last year. The postal conference. Where it was three days of postal information. And it was incredible. It was really interesting. Some of the speakers were really, really interesting and insightful, and others were giving information that was not correct. Really? And that was very frustrating. I mean, basic. It was like, I shouldn't have been in the conf- in that meeting. I accidentally went to one that I didn't mean to go to, and it was kind of Postal 101. Mm-hmm. And it was I was I was flabbergasted at some of the information they were steering providing. steering people in the wrong direction. Yeah, then. yeah. It was not good. Um, I serve here in Des Moines on the Postal Customer Council, where I work, I, I meet with, monthly we meet, and we um, have indis- people within the industry, mailing industry, printing industry, and the postal industry, and we put on a symposium every two years, and I'm on that board. And a it's, postal symposium. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's for our local group, yeah. and local people come. It's, it's you know, it's we're all in the same business, and it's kind of fun to have people that you can talk to about yeah. your, your business in the <laughs> yeah. postal world. Yeah. <laughs> because not many people are in it. Well, Who I guess all goes, uh, is it, like, do People that work for the United States Postal yes, Service go there? they to- attend. And people, like big companies that have their own mail house within the company where they do oh. printing and mailing of like bank statements okay, or yeah. insurance statements or um, those type of people go as well. It's a symposium. Mm-hmm. Wow. You guys get crazy. No. no. <laughs> it's very bland. <laughs> it's very bland. But the post office is, and it's always fun. There's been a post. We sent out a mailing, and I received a letter from the post office with a returned piece that had burned burnt edges, like it had been caught on what? fire. So I can only imagine what that was. They apologized profusely for 
it ruining was... our male piece because it had and it had burnt edges. Oh, I've had pieces returned because people said that they were um, explicit in the sexual nature, and it's a letter of uh, from a company that does heating and cooling. <laughs> what? There was absolutely no way. We dissected that piece. There's absolutely yeah. no way that... But somebody crazy makes a complaint to the post office and you the post office it. Takes, mm-hmm. takes it and goes. You know, yeah. they don't... I don't even know if they even looked at it. They, If they did, they yeah. would not have found anything either. <laughs> That's very interesting. Yes. Just the weird complaints people out there in the world. I mean, There's we see it online. people but out there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Like a lot of lists too. We, you know, a lot of people say, "I went off this mailing list. How did I get on this mailing list?" Well, we purchased the mailing list, and yeah. there are, you know, places Laws. that do suppress, depress, suppress, depress, <laughs> suppress the mail list. But sometimes, well, sometimes it just, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, though sometimes they won't say what the mailer was. Yeah. So then we just know a person's name, and we got to go through and like try to figure out, you know, who did we mail to in Columbia, Missouri? Oh my god! And like for what client, yeah. and then try to narrow it down the timeline and everything, and try to find them so we can get them off the list because the Lord knows you don't want to get them on another list or yeah. you know another mailing. So um, those are always fun too. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's. I don't know what I'd do if someone did that. I'd just be like, I don't know what's happening. Goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> I just wouldn't answer my phone. And they've they've they are coming along technically technology wise they have now informed delivery where you can see what's coming into your mailbox you'll receive an email every morning that shows you what's going to be in your inbox but i'll be interesting to see if that continues because i hear a lot of people say they don't actually get that piece of mail that they see the image of so i'm I'm wondering what havoc that's going to cause within the industry twitter that fbi was partnering with the united states postal service to get your fingerprint and something about so people can't steal your mail and i was like this seems wow. terrifying. I haven't heard anything about okay. that. Now I'm going to have to investigate. Yeah. <laughs> Open the investigation. Yes. <laughs> Maybe it was just a joke, but I, I don't know. It yeah. seemed a little crazy to me. Yeah. To give the FBI your fingerprint. Yeah, I can't. That's, yeah. And they're in cahoots with the Postal Service. Then everybody has to buy a new mailbox if you have to put your fingerprint mm-hmm. on it. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's the mailbox companies have decided to... Start this. <laughs> I saw on Instagram also that people can you mail potatoes or something like that. There was like, do you want your face on a potato? We'll mail it to someone. I'm like, who wants my face on a potato? It was yeah. a ad that was delivered to me. I don't know. Oddness of the contents aside, you'd have to mail it in a box. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Otherwise, your face would be all smashed up from the That's machinery. That's true. So. <laughs> don't want to ruin my potato <laughs> face. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> That's got to be pristine. I forgot to order that for Valentine's Day, so that's that'll yeah. have to be a Christmas present. <laughs> yeah. My potato face. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is? Is there a project you're one of the most proud of? Like something you're like, wow, this is it. I did it. Hmm. Ryan, we worked on those boxes printing on wood. That was bananas. Yeah, that was yeah. that one was cool, and I like that. And that was for a good cause too. Um, and the whole thing ended up being beautiful um, yeah, it's a great package uh that that magazine that we oh yeah you know, we had to throw together a mm-hmm. 140 page uh perfect bound magazine basically in 24 hours that yeah. was that was pretty amazing to pull out as you know that's just partnering with really good vendors they're the ones that did all the work yeah. on it really you know so but you guys um, have to keep the relationships too and like yeah and we if, have to know who to go to for stuff like that right. that can yeah. get it done you know and yeah. we've got some we've got some excellent vendors that yes, you know do. we they make us look a lot smarter at least for me that, than i am so 
you guys don't downplay (laughs) no that was awesome i couldn't believe that was happening i was like okay we're laying this out and when are we getting it on monday okay and yeah ryan had it well it was supposed to be um saddle stitched it was supposed to be 100 pages saddle stitched which is much more doable and then it gets to my desk at 3.30 3.30 on Friday and it's, oh no, it's 140 pages and we can't saddle stitch that. So then it's like, okay, how do we, you know, can we perfect bind something over the weekend basically? Mm-hmm. And they, they did, did it. it. Yeah. yeah. And it looked gorgeous. Yeah. So. Good job. What about you, Cam? Cam, nothing really comes to mind. I just. Uh, you proud of everything. I am. Yeah. I really am. I take pride in all my work. I, I, like Ryan said, we have great vendors and Price isn't always the matter. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of times people want things, oh, it has to be the cheapest. Well, that may not get out, be produced as fast as somebody else can produce it, mm-hmm. or the quality isn't there, you know? Yeah. So it really depends on the project as to who we and send it to. And you guys just do great at everything. That's what I think. It's like, how Thank do you guys you. make this happen? I appreciate that. I <laughs> yeah. think, I think that, uh, for us, it's better for people don't really notice us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if people are noticing us, that probably means something's gone right. wrong. <laughs> yeah. So it's like better if it's just kind of all seamless and it, you know, just yeah. kind of just magically happens and ends up getting delivered where it needs uh, to go. Every time so. I'm like, wow, you guys made this a real thing. It's just on the computer. And now it's real in my hands. So good yeah. job. Thank good job you. to you guys. Thank you. Um. When you're out in the world, because I always notice like bad fonts, bad kerning, bad letting. Do you guys notice when people have done? Totally. Yeah. (laughs) I devour my mail. Do you? Yeah. It's interesting. When my daughters were going to graduate from high school, they received a lot of college mail asking, wanting them to attend. Mm -hmm. And it was interesting. And I could tell which colleges use the same vendors by the configuration of the envelope. You know, just things like that I yeah. found fascinating, more so than the content. I dissect the pieces and yeah. how did that work? How did that happen? That's, ah, yeah. Do you I keep do. ones that you're like, this is cool? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Or it pertained to the companies that we do, like, you know, mm-hmm. company th- that we have, like competitors or yeah. something. I keep all those, too. Yeah, that's what I'm always noticing. It's like, what, what are you guys doing? Yeah, no, yeah, I'm the same way. If I if I buy something, I'll look at the packaging and how it's uh-huh. assembled, and then I try to decide is that was were they able to do that on a machine or is that probably hand assembled? And then it's <laughs> like, or if yeah, I buy a record or something, and yeah. if it's a cool like finish on it, I try to figure out what the treatment was and everything else. And same thing with mail and yeah, um, yeah, it's it's kind of an are your loved ones like what are you doing? Because mm-hmm. that's what yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're used to it at yeah. this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. People keep saying print is dead, and it's not because we keep printing, so I think it's not dead yet. But um, how do you feel about the state of print? Last year at the Postal Conference, they went out of their way to talk about how much millennials love print. Yeah. And I'm noticing that as well. I, I was unable to send my daughter's Valentine Day cards, and they noticed it. Really? And Yeah, and Aww. I just I've, – I've sent – um, other young people mail and they love it. They they thank me profusely for it. So I, I believe it's real. But I also understand that it needs it helps to go hand in hand mm-hmm. with an email, with a text message, with a banner ad. It's yeah. it's playing together. Yeah. Well. So, so it's all, all those mediums cohesive. are playing too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I get so excited when I get mail. Mm-hmm. My mom sent me a Valentine's card with a pug on it and I'm like, <laughs> I have real mail. <laughs> ah. Yeah, I mean, uh, the idea of good advertising is to cut through the clutter, right? And what's yeah. the clutter that everyone is getting these days is on their computers or their phones. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that I think that makes direct mail or 
print physical stuff more impactful. Oh yeah, uh, especially for, sure. for people that are younger that like didn't live through the days of going. Oh my box, my you know my mailbox is filled with stuff. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they do get something. They look at it, and I think something feels more like if you see an offer on print versus an offer on your computer screen. Which one mm-hmm. are you going to trust more? Oh, For yeah. some reason, the print is just seems more trustworthy. Somebody spent money yeah. to mm-hmm. get this to me versus can, a pop up yeah. that I don't know where that's going to take me or you know a banner ad or whatever. That mm-hmm. and so. you're like, well, it's on my phone. Yeah, is this does this work? Yeah, yeah. it's that's wh- I still am. Anxious about printing out tickets. I always print my tickets out. Oh, I do. Even too. though I can save it on my phone, I, mm-hmm. I like. Oh, what if I get up there and I fumble or my phone dies or something? Yep, it's Same. my security blanket. We need paper. Paper. Yeah. Was, I think it was on a Daily Show with the Iowa caucus oh. situation. They're like, we have this technology. You wouldn't believe it. It's thinner than it's paper. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. true. Yes. So turn to the paper, everyone. Mm-hmm. It's important. They're talking about doing that in Las Vegas because the app that they're having for the uh, Nevada caucuses mm-hmm. is the same company that did the Iowa app. Oh. So they are going to... They're going to paper. Yeah, they're talking about going to paper. It's very important, guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, before we wrap up, this was both of your first podcast, and I just wondered, we're going to get this on the record. How did you feel about it? Do you recommend other people listen to and be on this podcast yes yes yes, yes. It, it was an absolute delight and i was looking forward to it all week and, <laughs> Brian was uh, pumped. <laughs> and i'm kind of sad it's over <laughs> we're all sad it's over but we will be back with another episode um thank you both so much for being here and for making all our crazy things come to life you guys are amazing you're welcome thank you and for thank doing you. this yep. this is neat. and i do notice what you do when it's great and if you're messing up, I never see it. So there we go. <laughs> We're safe. So yeah, um, give us comments on iTunes. That'd be fun. And like and subscribe and do all those things that everyone says. And okay, have a good day and listen to more episodes. Bye. Bye. Thanks. ASAP, a Strategic America podcast is produced inside the walls of Strategic America, a marketing agency located in West Des Moines, Iowa. Visit strategicamerica.com slash ASAP for more.